Trotter, hello. Who has made a grand appearance <laughs> in America <laughs> for the back. first time in a long time? <laughs> Do you want to talk a little bit? Introduce yourself. Talk a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So obviously, one of Natalia's bestest bestest friends. It's true. That's world. not even a joke. I'm her favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Jordan. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I work with a missions organization called Overland Missions. I've been working with them for the past three, four years. Mm -hmm. Um, So I travel a lot, and I go to a lot of different places, and just mostly just preaching the gospel. I bring teams from America um, for two-week trips. Um, Yeah, and so we just go to all these different places, remote areas, and just preaching the gospel and sharing Jesus with people Mm -hmm. who have never heard. So that's kind of what I do in a nutshell, and so I'm kind of back and forth a lot, traveling and recruiting, and yeah. Yeah, very cool. Now, recently, I've heard a lot of people with, like, different opinions about short-term missions, about, you know, them potentially hurting more than they're helping, and things like that. So I would love to hear kind of your, where you're at, because I know Overland is, is very different from yeah. a lot of missions organizations that just kind of bring people in, they help, and then, like, there's no follow-up or anything like that. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, there's actually a lot of damage that can be done with short-term missions and missions in general, a lot Mm -hmm. of Christians coming in to these places and just bringing their, like, Christian culture um, for a short time and then leaving. Um, And so one of the things that I really love about Overland and the reason, one of the main reasons why I joined was their value and discipleship and understanding that there has to be follow-up, there has to be that long-term investment. So everything that I've ever done with Overland has always been part of a long-term focus, a long-term goal. Um, so even with the short-term trips that we run, we go there for two weeks, we bring a team, we evangelize, we go house to house, um, but there's always that connection with a long-term missionary that's working there full-time, that's mm-hmm. going to be coming back to disciple, to do revival meetings, and to raise up leaders who can mm-hmm. then take on that yeah. that role within that community. Because that's really the goal is to kind of work our way out of the job. Right. So that they don't need us. That should be um, the end goal. So that's what I love about Overland and, and what is kind of my heart is, is seeing missions and the mentality that people have about missions change mm-hmm. um, to be more of a focus on building up communities and empowering them. Yeah. Rather than us being the savior coming in to fix mm-hmm. the problem, yeah. So, which yeah. I love because in reality, like, we're I think people come in with this mentality of like, yes, I have the answer of Jesus, and that makes me better, right? Exactly. And it's not like that at right. all. Like you, at one time in your life, didn't have Jesus either, right? So, <laughs> you need help too. So you need help too. <laughs> yeah, no, I I love that, and I think it's really important that more organizations have mindsets like that where it's not about us coming in bringing this thing and then like kind of dangling it over people's heads and being like you need us to have this but like rather being like you guys can absolutely do this like this is these are 
your families. This is your community. Yeah. And you guys can sustain this on your own. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. Now, I know the short answer to this question is Jesus. But how did you get started in missions? What was kind of your story in yeah. missions? Oh, gosh. Um, I felt called into missions since I was a little girl. Um, I remember just like watching movies about Africa and traveling and all these things and just kind of having that like desire in my heart to do something beyond like just something different. Um, and it kind of started when I was in a youth group and anytime anyone would talk about missions, I felt that like, um, I don't know, I guess it was just a burden on my heart, but mm-hmm. in, at the time it was like my heart would beat really fast and I would mm-hmm. just get really excited, really pumped up about it. Um, but just never knew how to kind of step into it until, my mom actually recommended me going on a short-term trip with Overland. Um, so I went when I was 19 um, on a two-week expedition to Zambia. And pretty much the second I got there, it just clicked. And I was like, this is it. This is this is where I belong. This mm-hmm. is what I've been meant to be doing my whole life. And, um, yeah, and it, I knew that it wasn't my flesh. I knew that it was something that God put in my spirit. Because um, we were out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like, it's rugged. It's nothing is comfortable about it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just came alive and I just knew that that was what I was meant to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I had never camped a day in my life, like never been out of the country and here I, I am like that. camping and like the full on thing. And well, like camping is not, not glamping, like no. sleeping on the ground. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. In lion territory. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, cooking over a fire. Uh, yeah. All that stuff. I love that. Snakes. Good times. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> we love a good snake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I did. I went back home and went back to college and kind of was like, okay, got to fulfill some things back home and mm-hmm. um, kind of honestly put it on the back shelf um, and kind of pursued some other things and. You know how it goes. Yeah. Um, you get distracted and then um, ended up kind of coming around to finding some people at my church where we go to church um, and then meeting them and realizing they were with Overland and they kind of, long story short, dragged me to a conference and God spoke to me and said, so are you going to do this or what? And I was like, okay. Isn't I guess that it's the worst? <laughs> oh, when, the, when you just have this moment and the Lord's like, are you going to listen so, to me or not? So what's going on here? Like, I, don't do what to do. You got to do it or you're not. I was like, what? Exactly. What? I had been wanting to for so long and mm-hmm. kind of had, was like, I want to do AMT, our advanced mission training mm-hmm. program. I wanted to do this program. I wanted to get involved, but it was kind of, I was just like, it's like you're standing on the ledge, you're standing on the edge of this cliff, and, and God's like, "Are you gonna jump? Or are you, you yeah. gonna stay in your comfort zone?" Yeah, it's it's you. Either way, like God is gonna bless you. Like either yeah. way, either decision, either decision you make, God is for you. And he's right. on your side. Yeah. Um, but it's like choosing like your comfort zone and choosing the easy way, or choosing uh, it, choosing to make a risk, yeah. take a risk, and and jump. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, like I say that I trust you. This is my chance to put that. Yeah, you know, really to kind of stick my neck out there and yeah. see if I really believe that. Yeah. Um, it's a scary thought yeah. to think that one day, like, if you choose, if you do choose your comfort zone, obviously there's grace and there's mercy and there's no like, right, whatever. But to get up to heaven one day and to have the Lord show you your life and have like, you know, if you had done that, you like, done, yeah, this is what could have happened. Right. You're like, oh, dang it! <laughs> like, I would yeah. never want that to happen. Yeah. I think that one of, something that someone told me um, was like you can't 
make decisions based on fear. Right. And that has really like actually stuck with me a lot. And every time, every time I look at decisions, I think like, am I afraid of this because there's like something wrong about it? Or am I afraid because of some other Mm -hmm. reason, you know? Yeah. And kind of analyzing it and saying like, I'm not, I'm not going to say yes or no based on whether I'm scared, you know? Um, because if we really believe that God's our provider and our protector, then fear has no place to dictate what we do. Um, and so, yeah, I just was looking at this opportunity and was like, I could, I could stay at my job. I could continue doing what I'm doing and know that God would be in it. Um, or I could take this leap and really see where God can take me in that. And so, yeah, I've never regretted that decision. Yeah, I've you've never... had some crazy adventures, <laughs> really like crazy stuff, crazy, yeah. crazy stuff. It's been really fun, and it's been really hard. Yeah. And there's been a lot of challenges to it, um, a lot of really scary moments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's been the best decision I've ever made, and I've seen God be faithful in every, at every turn. Um, he's never let me down, and, um, yeah, I just – the longer I've been doing it, the more excited I get for the next year and the next yeah. year and the next year. So, yeah. So what would you say to like <laughs> some young people that maybe are interested in missions? Maybe they haven't gotten that. Thus saith the Lord, you shall go to Africa or you shall go to somewhere right. on the map. You know, that's yeah. not where you currently live. What, but they, you know, want to go, they want to do stuff. What would you say to them? Um, you know, the mandate is in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's it's there for every believer. Go and make disciples. Go into all the world. It's said several times. So if you're really questioning, am I called? It's, it's The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. It's there. It's in the Word. Um, and that's really where we we start from. Um, all of those, those, those words that you get, prophetic words and those other things, like those are amazing, and I never discount those. But if you're really questioning whether you're called, it's, the answer is yes, like you are. Mm-hmm. It's in the Word. It's in the Bible. God, Jesus commanded us to go and to make disciples. So, mm-hmm. so go. Um, yeah. I was just reading about a missionary. I'm going to forget her name, but I was just reading about this missionary, and she was um, knew she was called or, or wanted to be in, in ministry, and she was waiting, and she kept praying and telling God, like, I, I need you to, like, equip me. I need you to tell me where to go. Mm-hmm. And he said, go. He said, I told you to go. Like, what are you waiting for? And she said, well, where do I go? And he said, anywhere that souls are perishing. Mm. And it's just kind of like, you know, are you going to sit and wait for God to tell you for the rest of your life when he already told you in the Bible, he already commanded you to go. So that was one of the things that I had to learn because I was also waiting for that, like, Mm. you know, the angel to appear and tell me, you shall go to Africa. Yeah. And I was waiting for that moment. And God was like, I've already told you, you know, in your spirit, like I've already commanded you to go. I've already told you you can go. Um, and so I just was like, okay, I have to actually put action to my faith. I have right. to put action to what I believe God has spoken to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if, yeah, if you have the desire in your heart, I believe that's something that the Holy Spirit has put on your heart. Mm-hmm. That that desire to be in ministry doesn't come from you and it doesn't come from the enemy. So it has to come from God. Yeah. So that's kind of another thing. Like if you're considering missions, um, those are some of the things that I kind of, worked through when I was making that decision too. That's awesome. Now, since you live, you like, you live so far from what used to be your home. What's mm-hmm. it been like to adjust and to come? Cause you come back 
for a couple of months at a time mm-hmm. after yeah. being gone for a while. What's it like to adjust and to come back to this life that used to be yours, but really kind of isn't anymore? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it actually gets a lot easier the more you, the more you transition back and forth. It kind of all blends together. Um, because you're always in this adjusting period, whether you're going or whether you're coming back, you're mm-hmm. adjusting to something different that you haven't, you know, been in in a while. So, um, so for me, it's kind of like choosing to look at the the good aspects of what you're going towards mm-hmm. and what you're moving towards, um, and saying like, you know, I'm I'm always excited to come back because I know that there's people at home who love me and who support me, um, and so kind of focusing on that rather than like, oh, I'm not going to be in Africa or I'm not going to be in looking at the things that I'm missing. So that has been something that I've learned how to do better um, in the last couple of years because the first year I remember it being really hard Mm -hmm. um, because I was always focusing on what I was missing and what I didn't have. Um, And that, I think, is just kind of a life thing, like learning to focus on what you do have and what you're gaining Mm -hmm. rather than what you're missing out on in any season of transition. Yeah. and so there's little things that always are a little bit, like, awkward to work through, like driving again or, you know, like, I don't know. There's different things that I always am like, oh, yeah, I forgot that this is a thing, you know. <laughs> I have to do <laughs> America's that. like this and versus yeah. Africa or Asia or whatever. But, um, yeah, it's just a process, and you kind of just – I'm more prepared for it every year. Yeah. So it has become easier and easier for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sidebar, we are sitting outside at a coffee shop, so <laughs> if there are any weird noises, there's, like, a massive palm tree blowing, the air conditioning is going, please just ignore it. Just listen to our soothing voices. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I know we have had this conversation before, and um, I just think it's interesting to talk about, because as adults, having friends is so hard. Yeah, really, it is. It's hard. It's hard to, because, I mean, obviously, when you, you love everyone, you are friendly to everyone, but yeah. there's this level of, like, connection that just does not happen if you're gone for a long time, or you lose that, you know, it's, yeah. it's like, it is hard, because people get busy, and yeah. people get, you know, caught up in whatever, whatever, so how have you maintained, and you, I mean have friends that are currently living all over the world, yeah, all yeah. over the U.S., all over the different, all over different nations yeah. and stuff. How do you keep those friendships strong? Um, well, WhatsApp is amazing. It's my favorite app. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm usually texting or voice messaging at least two, well, maybe one to two people every day mm-hmm. from, some other state or country or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, And I think for me being like intentional with that time and saying like, this to me is worth it to, to maintain friendships and to keep people close. Um, And it's not, not everyone is going to be that friend. Not everyone is going to be the friend that you text every day, but, and that's okay. And that like there, I have friendships that like months will go by and I haven't seen them and, you know, I'll see them at a conference or, you know, wherever. Um, and we can pick up where we left off. And yeah. I love like, those friendships. Me too. I love those. <laughs> They're so fun. And so, like, I, I recognize that I can't always be afraid that I'm going to lose people because mm-hmm. I'm not in constant contact with them. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, that's fear, and I'm not going to live by that. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to live by that fear. 
well, this person, I haven't talked to them in a couple weeks, like, they've probably forgotten about me or whatever, you know, but, Mm -hmm. um, but also being very intentional and calling up people randomly or saying like, Hey, let's schedule a time to FaceTime. And, Mm -hmm. you know, those kind of things are a lot harder, especially with time changes and all that stuff. But, um, making that an important part of life, like I value those people. So I'm going to spend intentional time to make sure that they, we stay connected right? and that they stay in my life. And sometimes that means taking a trip to go see people and, and whatever, but, um, yeah, it can be work, but it's it's always fun. Like it's always it a blessing in my life to have people all over the world that yeah. I can call friends and family. So it's exciting. Yeah, I love that. Um, I know what's been interesting, like as an adult and growing up, because we both have grown up in church, mm-hmm. in church yeah. environments. Um, it's been interesting to see, kind of how church people make friends <laughs> and how church people keep friends. Yeah. Like I, I've, I, it's just interesting. I've noticed just, there's this weird thing where some people just do not know how to be friends. <laughs> I know. And not in a, a bad way. It's just you, there are some people that are really good at having like one-on-one time with people yeah. or really good at, being there when people need them, right. really great at being, um, you know, a shoulder and a wise voice and whatever. Yeah. But there are a lot of people that are not very good at community. And to yeah. be honest, I'm kind of one of them. Like no I, way. not, not in the, in the sense of, I don't know how to like keep friends, but there mm-hmm. are some times where I get so in my like whole of work of right. things that I'm right. doing of trying to maintain my two or three, like, <laughs> close friendships and I'm like wait there are so many people that I also love and want to be friends with right yeah it's hard it's a lot to balance yeah I think especially here Mm -hmm. I've noticed it being like I I can't I forget sometimes how hard it is to balance work and friendships and family and staying healthy and you know like all (sighs) so many things (laughs) all those things like it is a lot yeah and I honestly don't have a lot to even speak into that because when I worked and when I was in college I was very isolated yeah and I wasn't very good at yeah. connecting with a lot of people and I don't think I was even very involved in church at the mm-hmm. time like I was so consumed with work and school and just the spirit of busy yeah seriously find Jesus <laughs> <laughs> but really though I mean there are so many times where I'll think about my week. I'm like, oh, I'm so busy. I'm yeah. just so busy. Knowing good and well, I have, like, two things going on. Yeah. But it, but when I think about it too much and I'm like, oh, but I have work and I have this. Yeah. And I, it's hard to feel like I don't have time for anything. But in reality, you do have time for things that you really care about. Yeah. It's not that complicated. But also, don't stress. Yeah. Just don't. It's okay. Those friends will, if they're good friends, they'll be there True. once you figure yeah. your life out. Right. Exactly. They will. They'll be waiting. They will. <laughs> they'll just be waiting. It's okay. <laughs> so what's, what did you miss while you were gone about Jack? I don't want to say America because yeah. that Chick-fil-A. would have <laughs> God's chicken. <laughs> I honestly don't feel like I'm gone long enough. Like, I'm yeah. gone, 
like I'm gone for five, six months maybe, but Yeah, that's not that long. I, it flies by so fast mm-hmm. and by the time I'm coming back it's like, gosh, like I didn't even have time to miss anything because yeah. I was just gone for a second, you know. Yeah. Which might seem I feel like honestly it's like a time warp when you're when you're overseas and right. then when you're here it's like I don't know, time moves so differently. Yeah. And I've well, whenever you have a change of pace. Yeah. Like, because I feel like when you're there, you're just on 10,000. Yeah. The, all the time. <laughs> the whole time. Because yes. you do recon, you lead trips, yeah. you... Yeah. Uh, I'm involved in, like, a lot of other random little ministry yeah. things, conferences or whatever, but... See, there's all kinds of stuff. It's, it's really busy, but then also you're absorbing all the culture and all the newness of like Mm -hmm. the community there and what life is going on there yeah um and since everyone is at least in the community that i'm in and with overland it's everyone's doing the same similar things we're all in the same yeah at least working towards the same goal you know right um and so we live life together we do everything together it's um and so you're just around a lot of life (laughs) um and so (laughs) just a lot so it's just a lot happening and a lot to take in and Mm -hmm. I feel like I just it just goes by so fast because it's like yeah it's all new stuff Mm -hmm. um and so especially if I'm going to different countries every month or whatever it can it's just a lot and so um yeah it's kind of a whirlwind and then you get back to America and you're like oh I just I feel like I was just here, you right. know. So, I while I do miss the people, I miss family, I miss friends. Um, I don't have a lot of time to really miss them while I'm going. I guess that sounds bad, but no, I get that. <laughs> That's fine. That motorcycle's so rude. I kept hearing a motorcycle. I don't know if y'all can hear it, but rude. We are in the middle of a podcast. Hello, you can wait. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I get that. I would I would miss Chantilly. I think if I had been, like, if I had been gone even, like, a few months longer, Mm -hmm. you know, life starts to settle and you start to get more in the swing of Mm -hmm. being there and having less, yeah, especially in, like, sector, there's, um, like, with expeditions, you're, I was on back-to-back expeditions Mm -hmm. and it's just pretty non-stop, um, so it's hard for me to even process, like, anything, because I'm just absorbed in that and I think for more long-term staff that live overseas long-term, it's a little, you get a good routine. Um, so it's a little bit more sustainable <laughs> than just back-to-back-to-back expedition. Right. Um, which I can do that for several months, but yeah, over the course of two years, that would be very draining. So yeah. you kind of have a different schedule then, and I'm I'm sure the people who do that, who live that that sort of schedule, will miss things a little bit more. I'm, I'm assuming. I yeah. don't know that yet, but um, I don't know that. that I mean, that's why well, you're about to be in a, a pretty long season, are yeah. you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you doing? You want to so, tell the people? Yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm kind of jealous of this. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I'm moving to oh, Angola. Um, so next, this time next year I should be in theory launching to Angola. Um, so before then, I, I moved to Portugal to learn Portuguese. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> what, what's the Portuguese? That was that? French. <laughs> yeah, I have to. I don't know. I can't I have a couple you. Brazilian yeah. friends. I could probably yeah. find True. out. How, what's, what does ho, ho, ho do you say in Portuguese? Because <laughs> as a French, 
<laughs> I can't tell you. I don't know Portuguese yet. I'll tell you after a few months. Yeah, that's you. That's, <laughs> that's task number one, is finding what all translates to into Portuguese. Uh, you'll be the oh, first to know. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm going to Portugal um, for six to nine months to learn Portuguese. And then go to Angola. To yeah. So I'll be there. I'll be there probably like 18 months. I'm not actually sure the mm-hmm. schedule, what that looks like. It's approximately like a year and a half. I'll come back every other year um, for a few months and then head back over there. And so, yeah, yeah, it's totally different from what I've been doing and a huge, huge commitment. So that's crazy. It's exciting, though. Yeah, it's very exciting. It's very yeah. scary, but also very exciting. Yeah. What do you think is the scariest part of that? Um, I think because I, it, with expeditions, it's, you are never really committed to one place. Mm-hmm. You're just kind of all over the map. Um, and so I can kind of put that in the back of my brain, like, oh, yeah, I love Jacksonville, and I'm going to miss it while I'm gone, but I'll be back very mm-hmm. soon, you know, and I can come back and pick up where I left off. And kind of knowing that going to Angola is very, like, no, like, I'm going to be, like, I'm not going to have a phone plan anymore in, in the States, and I'm not going to have a car in the States, and I'm not, and kind of, like, closing off those, like, yeah. tabs from America. Yeah, because that's, like, kind of permanent. Right. And yeah. so um, knowing that I'm moving there, and that's going to be where I'm committed to for the next five plus years potentially and um it's it's just like a big commitment and that is in its own way very terrifying yeah um yeah because I want to I want to do it right and I want to do it well and um and yeah it's just kind of that unknown like I've never really lived in another country long term I've never I you know yeah there's a lot of unknowns to it and so that can be scary but and that I can't just run back to to home, you know, mm-hmm. and like if things go south, yeah, right, yeah, I've, I'm committing, like that. That's a big, Dang. it's a big thing. So that's scary. Yeah, that but is it's very exciting. It, yeah, I think the scariest part is when you finally get to a point where anywhere in life, whatever you're doing, yeah. where you are totally disconnected from your former life. Yeah, like whatever, whatever that looks like for you. At that point, is terrifying. Right. You're like, wait, I can't just call my mom. Okay, <laughs> okay cool. Okay, cool. All right, all right, all right. Great. So if my car breaks down, my dad is not going to be able to help me. Right. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Who's so. going to buy me cereal? <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your favorite cereal? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <gasps> it's a good choice. Yeah, it's my favorite. There are some weird cereals out. There I really was in are. Walmart the other day and I tried to I don't shop at Walmart that often because I just am obsessed with Target and I love it <laughs> um, but I was in Walmart and there was a a maple bacon donut cereal oh, that and very weird. I <clears throat> almost bought it <laughs> and almost gave it to someone we know that loves bacon Pastor Farrell Galloway oh, okay. I almost I was did. like who doesn't love bacon I can't think no of- he he has been just baking covered stuff. I don't oh know. Oh my gosh. I don't know. It's a guy thing, I think. Yeah. Because I feel like I know a couple other guys that are like that too. But I almost bought it and I was like, if I was texting, I was like, if I buy this, will you eat it? <laughs> will you make Sharon eat it too? <laughs> Sharon would not eat it. <laughs> she wouldn't. 
Oh, have you seen that cereal? It's like Lucky Charms with the unicorn marshmallows. No. And then they made the, you know how the little brown pieces mm-hmm. that no one wants to eat? They're, that are useless They're terrible. Me. Well, they made them like chocolate, so they made them good. And then they have unicorn marshmallows. It's my dream cereal. I don't like chocolate cereal or milk. Mm. I don't like chocolate milk. Sorry. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I can be on this podcast anymore. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> I just remembered. I, the, I have oh. somewhere to be. <laughs> right. Oh, right now. No, milk and I are not friends. Okay. I just don't. I can't do it by itself. I do it in cereal. I can do it. Okay. That's it. I love milk. I put it in my smooth. I put all my milk. I'm like, I don't do dairy anymore, really. Oh. Yeah. For, like, health reasons or just... Yeah, it hurts my stomach. Oh, it's nowhere. I live... I was, like... Time. One day I was, like, I think I've had, like, milk, cheese, yogurt. I've had, like, five forms of dairy. In, in one, one day, day I was, like, uh, no, I have cheese, a problem. cheese is a non-negotiable. <laughs> I still eat cheese. That's not what I'm saying. I just okay. don't do just straight-up dairy milk. Oh, okay. okay. Um, and I do non-dairy ice cream and non-dairy yogurt when I can. Non-dairy ice cream can be good, though. Yeah. No, cheese is full dairy. I don't. (laughs) I'll deal with stomachache. I don't care. (laughs) Give me the queso. (laughs) I don't care. No. um, But, yeah, I don't really do just milk by itself. When people are like, oh, I want milk and cookies. I'm like, well, just give me the cookies. You can keep that other stuff. Keep it. I'm not interested. Yeah, I don't know why. I just don't, and I don't like chocolate milk. Oh my gosh, I love I love chocolate milk way too much. Really? Like, I drink it all the time. I have to like cut it out because I will be massive. It's just it's bad. It's really bad. But I or even I'll get like the lattes with like the mm-hmm. mocha and whatever, and it's like iced coffee, chocolate milk, all in one, and it's like, no, the best thing ever. Yeah, I'm not a big chocolate eater. I like really, I want to say rich flavors, like cinnamon, cream cheese. I love a good lemon-flavored thing. I can do that. Those are the kind of things I, a good slice of cheesecake. Oh, have you had the cake here? Yes. Oh my gosh. The raspberry one with the cheesecake? I haven't had that one. Oh my gosh. That sounds so good. I've had their caramel one here. Delicious. What's your can't resist food? Like if you're on a diet of just straight up vegetables and protein, that's that's it. That's your only diet. But someone puts a plate of. Oh gosh, something in front of you that you cannot resist. What is That's it? That's hard. That's a really hard question. That's really hard because I eat everything. So. Oh my gosh. Well, I feel like I, I'm always in the mood for like breakfast food, like mm. eggs, like fried mm. eggs, and toast with avocado, and oh my gosh. You go for a savory breakfast, don't you? Say what? You go for a savory breakfast? Yeah. Well, I, I do like my cinnamon toast crunch in the morning, but. <laughs> No, but I really love, like, breakfast food at any point in the day. Like, mm-hmm. I used to make it for Breakfast dinner. is better at night anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I feel like that would be my main... That's, like, my main food group mm-hmm. is, like, breakfast food. But, yeah. I, I like to go out... When we go out for breakfast, I always get pancakes, mm-hmm. French toast, 
something like that. Yeah. I like that. That's always really good, too. Because they always taste way better than I can cook it myself. Mm. Delicious. I love Now I'm hungry. I know. <laughs> like, I know what I'm making when I get hungry. Okay. So we're going to transition a little bit. Okay. Into something I like to call the mug of opinions. Oh, oh no. So I have a mug here. And it's not a mug, people. Stop! Exposing it. me! It's a Ziploc bag, okay? Fine. I couldn't find a mug for today. It's still called the mug of opinions. Okay. It's still okay. called the mug of opinions. I'm so mad you exposed me like that, but it's fine. You can edit it out. I'm gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it real around here. You know what I'm saying? Um, so. You're going to pick a topic, okay. and we're just going to talk about it. Oh, jeez. Stall. Okay. Ooh. Things, am I allowed to read it now? Yeah. Okay. Things people put on toast. Interesting. What? I think people have kind of gotten a little nuts. Really? I think so. I don't know. I feel like you have a strong opinion about this. I don't know. I just... I don't, I've seen some weird stuff. People put, like, Greek yogurt on toast. Really? Yeah. I've never I seen that. Saw, I saw it on Pinterest somewhere. Huh. It was, like, Greek yogurt and a bunch of fruit and nuts. And I was like, in theory, okay, fine. Right. But. Why don't you just. Yogurt on your bread? Yeah. Nasty. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure if someone handed it to me like that, I would probably eat it. Honestly. I didn't ask what it was. <laughs> They told me I would there be was like, yogurt on my bread. Weird, but <laughs> if they told me there was yogurt on my bread, I would hand it straight back. <laughs> <laughs> now, avocado toast. Oh, yeah. Delicious. Why is that, like, the most delicious thing? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and it's so pretentious, but it's so good. <laughs> With, like, hot sauce. Oh, oh there's some, and a squeeze of lemon, and some chili flakes. Oh. Boy. Okay. Okay. Delicious. I saw something. What was it? It was like millennials today are poor because they keep eating avocado toast. I was like, no. Actually, but even if that was the case, so what's your point? I do feel like if that's all you ever ate, your taste buds would just like be dead. Yeah. Like you wouldn't be able to handle any other flavors. That's true. Because just bread and avocado. <laughs> yeah. Like, kind of bland. My brother's opinion on avocado, not to change the subject, but his opinion is that we don't actually like avocado. It, the media has just, like, basically trained our brains to think that we really like okay, avocado. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> counter that point with the fact that I could take an avocado, put some salt on it, and just eat it straight up <laughs> out so of the skin with a spoon. <laughs> yes, because it's delicious. Because it's good. I don't think. Which brother? Jonah. Oh, pfft. Jonah. <laughs> Be quiet. <laughs> if you're listening, hush. Um, okay. Definitely not listening. He's listening to another podcast about how media has about politics, probably. <laughs> that kid. Well, Jonah. I know Joshua's listening because oh, yeah. Joshua's my buddy. So hi, Josh. He's also my biggest fan. He is. He's, He's everybody's biggest fan, which I love. I love him. He really is. He told me, I think it was yesterday, I was like walking out the door. And as I was walking out, do you need help? I can help you. <laughs> I was trying to figure out while she was talking. Keep talking. Sorry. Um, I was walking out the door, and he was just like, you're pretty. 
you're beautiful, you're smart, you're everything awesome. It's just like, Aww. as I'm like walking out the door, he's yelling out as many compliments he's as he can. so compliments. sweet. I know. I I'm him. like, what did I do? I did nothing to deserve this kid in I my don't life. think a single one of these other kids <laughs> deserve <laughs> no, Joshua. We don't. Not a one None of, of us do. Okay. <sighs> so mine says, advice for your younger self. Ooh. That's a... That's a deep one. I, I almost would, said that's a thick one. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> With two C's. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like I have a ton of advice for my Ooh, Let's hear it. Oh, gosh. Uh, I feel like the biggest one would be to focus on the things that are actually important mm. in that in whatever season of life I'm in and not the things that I'm trying to get to in the future. Yeah. Like focusing on on what's happening like right present. then, be present, focus on prioritize what's actually happening now because I feel yeah. like for a long time I had these really big dreams and these really big ideas which I think are amazing. Yeah. But it, rather than focusing on what I actually needed to be doing to reach those things in that moment. I just focused on the end goal and right. ended up like making it just so much harder for myself. Right. Right. Yeah. Hmm. What about you? Advice to my younger self. Uh, chill out. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> uh, no, but for real, I feel like I was very, um, Maybe the opposite. I was, like, too focused on, like, what I needed to accomplish to reach an angle. And then once I got there, I realized that I didn't know what I was doing with my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And thankfully, the Lord is very... (laughs) He's the best. Yeah, he just helps me out a lot. And, like, but I think that I wasted... I don't want to say wasted, but I spent a lot of years Mm -hmm. very intensely focused on, like, working a lot and just like really and not investing in like friendships or Mm -hmm. um, things that actually would Mm -hmm. make life fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and just being really really holding myself to an extreme standard and just being really intense I think yeah and looking back I'm just like golly I was like so interesting I was just like so young I was like you know I started college at 16 17 Mm -hmm. and it I just, like, don't even remember that time. I don't even remember, like, having a lot of fun things. Like, um, there's some moments, but I don't, yeah. As a whole, you don't remember being fun. I just, I just wish that I had slowed down a little bit. And it was 100% me. It wasn't any pressure that anyone put on me, but just Mm -hmm. from me. Like, no, I want to, I want to get done with school faster. I want to, like, work a lot of hours. I want to do all these things. And I, I remember working, like, two jobs and taking like four classes a semester and it's like I don't even know how that's physically possible like <laughs> when uh, looking back at eight year old me she made a lot of bad decisions she did <laughs> yeah but she was busy yeah and she worked a lot which work is really good and I think it yeah. was really healthy for a season but mm-hmm. then like, I, I just remember doing that for so long and then graduating college at 21 and being like, great, I graduated early and I didn't really have very yeah. many relationships and commu- mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of community because mm-hmm. I hadn't spent any time investing in that. Yeah. And so I kind of felt lost. Like, what am I, 
what am I doing? And I know that's a normal feeling for a lot of postgraduates, sure. but I just remember feeling like, wow, I really put a lot of stock in my work and my mm -hmm. education that I didn't really focus on. Like you were saying, like what's important. And, mm -hmm. um, even like focusing on my relationship with the Lord and mm -hmm. not, you know, saying like, I'll do this later. I'll, yeah. you know, really become a Christian when I'm done with all this. But Ooh. like, yeah, it, I was miserable a lot of the time, yeah. like, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Do your homework, young Natalia. Just do <laughs> the stinking homework. Just, oh, there are so, oh gosh, if I would have just done my homework away. We won't get too deep into that, okay, but well. just do your homework. <laughs> study for your exams. To go to class. Honestly, best, mm -hmm. best college advice. Just do your homework. Do your homework and go to class. It sound, I know people make it look like it's fun to skip and do all that stuff. And some of my best memories were made when I <laughs> wasn't in class, which sounds so bad. But do your homework and go to class is the best yeah. college advice I could give anybody. Yeah, that's good college Just advice. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. All right, do you want to pick another one? Oh, yeah. Ooh, this is interesting. Holidays you wish existed. Ooh. My brain. I, wow. <laughs> I'm a genius. I wrote these <laughs> just really randomly these one day. These are great questions. These are really good. I'm, I'm very proud of these. Holidays I wish existed. Honestly, we need more holidays revolved around coffee. I believe that very strongly. I think I was going to say more uh, another like good food holiday. Yeah. Because Christmas and Thanksgiving are good yeah. food holidays where they're they're about Christmas is about Jesus, but a big part of your day is that Christmas meal. Thanksgiving straight up about Thanksgiving. It's all about eating. It's all about Literally eating. Literally just that. So we can use, I think we could use one more good. Yeah. Sit or around the table with your family eating more type food. holiday. Yeah. <laughs> or I feel like, too, more like a holiday that's more about, like, celebrating your friendships. Because mm. I, I always feel like, like, for Christmas and Thanksgiving, like, I love my family, but it's always kind of sad because you have to go to your, your, like, separate, separate yeah. families, and I, like, miss my friends on those yeah. days, like... I'm like, I would like to celebrate, like, a cool Friendship holiday day. with my friends and it not be, like, weird. What would you call it? Mm. It's, uh, my brain is firing at a... <laughs> Friendship day. Keep it simple. Friend-a-ween. Friend-friend-mess. Friend-mess. <laughs> Friendsgiving. Well, Friendsgiving is that a thing. That's your yeah, Thanksgiving that you spend with your friends. Which I want to do that this year. Let's yeah, do it. Let's do that. Okay. Um, did I say friend of we? I said friend of we. Friend of we. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a good one. We should go with that. Um, friend Year's Eve. Friend Year's Eve. Yes. Uh, what's that one with the the bunny? Reister. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Jesus' resurrection. That one. Great. The one with the honey. <laughs> I just realized you said that. 
you mean the day where we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus? Yes, that one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, God. You can edit that out. I'm not gonna. Oh, man. <laughs> no, that would be fun. I like that. I just like days where I get to sit around for a good period of time Ooh. and then eat. <laughs> pajama day. We should just have a national pajama day. day. Where you can just wear sweatpants mm. all day and it's yeah. not. Even if you work a corporate job, sweatpants. Yeah. Oh, yes. That would be the best. <sighs> if I was allowed to wear whatever I wanted to work, because I remember when I used to work at the preschool, I could wear pretty much whatever. Mm. Especially since I worked in the afternoon. Like, I mean, you remember what it was yes. like when you came in the afternoon. Yeah. Had the whole morning off. Mm. Yeah, just rolling in and whatever you felt like. Definitely didn't put on the makeup because I'm too old to not care what I look like. To now going into a corporate office where I'm at the very front yeah. and I have to dress business casual. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like, I like it. There's something fun about dressing You're really casual. good at it, too. Thank you. You have a good style. Uh, I do wish Fashion Week was a national holiday so that I could be able to go. Like, New Year Fashion Week Mm. should be a national holiday. Like, you're not forced to observe it, but it's so, if I so choose to observe it, you have to let me have that day off. Because for religious reasons. God gave me this creative heart, <laughs> and so he wants me to go. Exactly. There you go. You can Straight up. Anything. You can tell God, no, I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> HR, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> hello. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to pick another one. All right. I'm sorry. Hand me the mug. Here it is. The, the Ziploc nice mug. <laughs> Best mug in town. Best mug in town. This is what mugs are going to be like, honestly, in the future, I'm sure. Out of plastic? Unbelievable. Or some sort Save of... the turtles. <laughs> um, oh, this just says flowers. Oh, opinions on flowers. I There's a lot of flowers I think don't smell very good. Really? Yeah. I like flowers, but... You smell a lot of flowers? Yeah. You never got into Publix or Trader Joe's and just walked I mean, by that flower section and just taken a good whiff? I mean, I do, but I actually think that my nose is partially broken, so... We, that can be a topic oh, for another podcast. But that, <laughs> you should no, that should be a topic for you and your doctor. <laughs> Get that fixed, sister. Um, no, I like I like flowers. I like wildflowers more mm. than traditional roses or anything yeah. like that. Like I love roses good, are too trendy right now. I don't know if that's I just, true. I just said that. I don't like them. If someone hands me some, I'm not going to say. It'll get this on my face, but I will take note that you definitely don't know me at all. That's that's what that will tell me. That you so if know you're dating a guy who brings you roses, it will. I'll make a mental. I'll say thank you. These are really nice. Thank you so much. Probably gonna break up with you in a week though. No. <laughs> if he here's the thing though, I I am a firm believer in the it's the thought that counts. Yeah, you know, the fact that you went out, you got flowers, you bought flowers from wherever, fine. I appreciate it. Thank you. But if you ask me straight up, do you like the flowers? I'm going to say, well, roses aren't really my favorite, but I appreciate the thought. I'm not going to break up with you around this company. 
Especially if I like you. But <laughs> you can overlook it. I can. We'll have a chat about it, but I, <laughs> we can move on. <laughs> That's just like when I look at people that, well, like when they get engaged mm. and the guy buys a ring that is nothing like what she wanted. Yeah. You're like, your whole relationship is a lie. No, she doesn't know you at all, girl. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. So what Dang. are your favorite flowers? I love a good daisy. I love a sunflower. Mm. Sunflowers are my favorite, I think. Those are cute. Um, I like daisies. I like Gerbera daisies. I actually like tulips. Oh. I did really think for a second on what a tulip is. But I... You got it? Yeah, you got I got it. Your picture? Okay. I got it. And as strange as this might sound, I really love those little teeny white and yellow flowers that grow on the side of the road. I don't know what okay. they're called, but I really like those. Those are cute. They're weeds, technically, but <laughs> I like them. Note to all the boys listening to this podcast. You can bring me weeds. <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> weeds are acceptable. I will take weeds. Thank you. <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> well, what about you? What's a favorite? Even, never... if, even if it's not about the smell, like visually. <sighs> what flowers? I like flowers. I think flowers are yeah. amazing. I probably would accept any kind of flowers. I've never really... My, actually, that's not true. My little brother bought me flowers for my birthday this Aww. year. It was precious. Joshua, obviously. Of course. <laughs> Precious thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have any strong opinions about flowers, but I do love the smell of jasmine, which... Mm-hmm. Is that a... That's a flower, It's yeah. a flower, yeah. Yeah. I just know that I really... We have, like, jasmine and ivy and whatever growing in our yard, and when it rains, it smells really nice. <sighs> that's so good. There's a spot out here in Atlantic Beach. Or where are we? Are we Neptune? This is Neptune. Yeah. In Neptune, where if you walk past where those houses start, there's... Mm-hmm massive jasmine bushes Ooh. and it is amazing it i love the so smell good. of jasmine yeah i do too i have a perfume i guess it's a perfume but it's jasmine and rose so a little basic stinky. but <laughs> so basically what you're telling me is that it's stinky <laughs> i'm okay i think that's enough for tonight um <laughs> thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time Bye. Bye.